I am Barrington Brennan, counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist with your daily relationship nugget. In this episode, I'm going to do something special. You know, once in a while I read from a book, so this time I'm going to read from an exciting book. Just excerpts from a chapter from this book. It is entitled, I Would Marry You Again. I found it fascinating. It's written by Ferdinando Zabala. And I'm jumping straight to chapter 6. Straight to chapter 6 in the book. It is on page 97. And I like this chapter. That's why I'm reading it. The Power That Negative Thinking Can Have. The Power That Negative Thinking Can Have. So listen. It has happened to you and to me. In fact, it has happened to all those who are married or has been married. Let's find out what this is referring to. Let's say that you and your spouse have agreed to meet somewhere downtown. The plan is to stroll through some of the shops and then eat together to celebrate another wedding anniversary. You have arrived at the agreed-upon time, but your spouse has not arrived yet. The minutes go by. You call him, or her, on the telephone. No answer. What kind of thoughts would normally go through your mind in a situation such as this? There are basically two types. One is positive, which expresses concern and gives your spouse the benefit of the doubt. Why hasn't he or she called? Has something happened to him or her? Maybe he or she is stuck in traffic. Am I waiting at the wrong place? The type of thoughts that is negative, the type that kills a relationship, here are they. I can't believe that once again he or she has forgotten our date. Or, as always, he or she is late. And then, he or she has never been punctual. Why should he or she start now? Yes, whether it's a date or some other situation, such as those that place in, um, take place in marriage, one thing is certain. We are the ones who kill our marriage. Are expressed so well by John Crosby. And the mortal weapon par excellence is the type of thoughts that nests in the mind. Why is what I think about my spouse so important? The answer has to do with mental sketches. With the passing of years, we develop unconsciously an image of our spouse. It is something like a mental sketch. Every act is evaluated in the light of that sketch. If a certain behavior of our spouse coincides with the image that we have developed, it confirms that we are what we already know. If it does not fit, it is discarded as usual behavior, something out of the ordinary or unusual behavior. In social psychology, this tendency is called confirmation bias. It simply consists 
of, of looking for information that confirms what we already know. If, for example, we already have a good opinion of someone, we do not re readily be believe any rumor that is intended to discredit that person. In fact, it bothers us to hear that some person's being spoken of badly. Why is it so hard to believe negative information about the loved one? Because you already formed a good opinion of that person. On the contrary, when the image we have formed is a negative one, a lot of, of favorable evidence will be needed in order for us to change the negative concept we have of that person. What image or concept do we have of your spouse? This question is important because it will greatly determine the meaning that you place on the actions of your partner. According to Aaron Beck, how one spouse perceives and interprets what the other does can be far more important in determining marital satisfaction than those actions themselves. End of quote. In other words, you will see and hear in the actions of your spouse what you already believe about him. This can be very good or very bad thing for the health of the marriage. In fact, do the scriptures not say something similar? For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, verse 7. An example can be of the help here. Let us imagine a couple that is having a marital problem. They argue over the most foolish things. But one good day he asks himself, what he could do to show his wife that despite everything, yes, that despite everything, he still loves her. So he decides to surprise her with a beautiful bouquet of flowers. How do you think she would react to such a gesture? You would think that she would be happy, even more so if it is not for a special occasion. You would even think that she would show be a shower him with kisses for being so considerate. However, if the research is not mistaken, it is much more probable that the, f that the, that the following thought will be generated in her mind. Here are they. Listen. He's acting suspicious. What is he hiding? Or, he thinks today is our anniversary. He doesn't even remember the date anymore. Or, I already know what he wants. Or, maybe his parents are coming to our home for vacation. End of quotes. Is she evil-minded? Would he think differently if the tables were turned? For example, if she all of a sudden started acting very loving towards him. The explanation of these Recreations is found in the emotional filters. All right, and that's important. You know, I am reading from the book, um, the entire book entitled "I Would Marry You Again" by Fernando Zabala. I thought it was good on this episode to read from this book. 
I would encourage you to go to the nearest Adventist book center or online to the Adventist bookstore and purchase this book. I would marry you again. I will continue reading from this book in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today to your daily relationship nugget. I am Barrington Brennan, keeping a smile on your heart.